When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon and welcome to the COB from AusBiz, uh, brought to you by myself, Gemma Acton, and I'm joined by David Scott, or Scotty. And it was a pretty uh, uneventful end to a pretty dismal week, down by just over 1% for Aussie shares and fell, fell quite heavily at the start of the day and didn't show any signs of retracing those early losses. Yeah, just followed on from the move on Wall Street, wasn't it? I, I must admit that uh, half the time now, well, actually more than half the time, I wake up in the morning, expect to see Wall Street with a 1% uh, no plus gain, particularly the tech sector. And I was actually surprised to wake up this morning and see the NASDAQ was down over 2%. But a uh, few, few things going on in the surface. Like I know there's a lot of geopolitical things in the background, but realistically, the market's been able to shrug everything else off. So uh, interesting to see that we had another soft end of the week. Whether it lasts, though, beyond one session is the, is the key thing here. Yeah, it does feel as though the market's treading water um, just until we get some, some core direction. Perhaps that'll come from earnings season. Or perhaps it'll come from some more economic numbers in the, in the next week or so. Mm. But uh, certainly looking for something clearer to show it which made a move. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got uh, Alphabet and, uh, and Apple, uh, two of the big names that are reporting, both on the same day, I believe, uh, next week. So that's uh, a fair chunk of the uh, S&P 500 index, let alone the, uh, the NASDAQ. So uh, that will probably go a fair way to determine how the, uh, the stock market fares that day, just how those two companies fare. Now, speaking of the share market shrugging off all sorts of news, it barely blinked an eye at yesterday's budget deficit, which... Uh, set to be the largest since the Second World War. Um, but amidst all that, there were some jobless figures and predictions in there, which were uh, pretty sobering, as always, you know, looking at, I think, nine, over 9% um, later this year. But of course, that doesn't even take into account everybody who isn't working through uh, JobKeeper, but doesn't count as unemployed. Yeah, it's 9.25% uh, is the, uh, the peak that uh, Treasury is forecasting. That's the end of this year, the December quarter. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a very uh, slow slog to go and get that back down lower. And just asking, speaking to a few people, small business owners and uh, medium-sized business owners, a lot of them have been saying that uh, they're doing uh, more with less. So the, uh, the staff that they've retained uh, are basically doing the same kind of work that uh, the, the previous, more, more staff were doing. And uh, it made me think, like, you know, so you've got all this underutilized capacity of the labor force, all these people sitting on the sidelines. Yet, while there's only a much smaller amount of people who are employed than there were in the past, and it's only going to get worse in the next uh, next uh, few months, I can't imagine that all these businesses that are in hiatus mode are all going to survive. And it just makes me think, like, no, is there a possibility for the government to go and maybe help kickstart hiring by maybe offering some kind of incentive temporarily to go and encourage people to get hired? Because we're looking at the NAB business survey yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was a quarterly survey. Uh, behind uh, state government and uh, federal government uh, you know, regulations being the biggest concerns. The third was demand. Uh, so obviously the best way to go and get demand going is to go and get income growth, which needs jobs. And then you can see how a cycle could go and form, but you just need to get people encouraged to go and start hiring off the bat. So I just wonder like, you no, know, given what we're going through at the moment, we're in a process of trying to go and figure out plans, how to go and recover from this as quickly as possible 
uh, and go and, and resurrect uh, the economy to what it was, maybe this is something they might want to consider. Uh, well, especially forward. when you think about the um, long-term implications of, of long-term unemployment. Mm. And we've had so many warnings that if you fall out of the labour market and aren't able to get back in reasonably quickly, the deleterious effect it can have on your career, your propensity to work, um, your motivation, your confidence. Your wealth levels. Well, absolutely. And, uh, and so, so it has all kinds of implications. I and mean, you do not want to go and see, particularly a, a young generation who have been the hardest hit still by this, uh, no, who cannot go and find work. So... There's plenty of stuff out there. Australia's a pretty dynamic economy, and I've got every, again, every confidence we can get back there. But sometimes we need to go and have this, you know, we'll need to go and have the public sector supporting us for the time being. But eventually that will go and see the handover to the private sector. Then all this talk about uh, you know, debt and deficits and doom that comes with it, we won't even be talking about that stuff because the economy will be growing again. The debt burden will probably be actually going down. So there's, uh, there's a time and a place for that sort of commentary. But be very useful to go and try and find out ways. And that's what the key task now is for the government, is to try and figure out how can they get people back into work as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And I think the second wave in Victoria um, hasn't helped because you saw businesses there who had brought back on extra staff and had rehired and uh, having to shut down again. And so it's really confidence sapping to see other businesses go through that experience. So since we've been warned that this could drag on in waves and and pullbacks for the next two or three years, very scary times for a business to commit to more staff. So if there is a, a way that incentivizes them to do that, it's a compelling, compelling yeah, idea. There, there are schemes around the world that, uh, that are similar, but uh, and I'm not trying to go into like, how it should be constructed or the like, but uh, there are ways to go and do that. Uh, and I think you don't have to go and pay a person's entire salary. Like the the uh, Paycheck Protection uh, no Program in the United States obviously was doing that temporarily, much like JobKeeper here. But you can go and find other ways, maybe tax breaks and things on those lines that potentially can go and help uh, expedite the speed of our uh, rehiring. Um, speaking of Victoria and uh, what's been going on there, our stock of the day uh, actually has um, been held up by what's been going on down there. It's GUD Holdings, uh, the automotive aftermarket supplier. Let's check in on what some of our analysts had to say about the stock earlier today. First up, we're hearing from Kim Slater from Kimber Capital. Half-year result was it was pretty was pretty pretty much flat line coming in December. But I think EBIT was down about 1.1 percent. Now that was pre-COVID, and if you're seeing flat EBIT in the December half, it doesn't really hold up that you're going to see much growth occurring in the in in, in the in the second half of the year. So I would imagine that their results for the year are going to be down. Um, and yes, it's a reasonable it's a reasonably well-run company. Slight, perhaps slightly defensive, but can I see much growth happening in the in, in top line earnings and in the share price? Not really. Seventy five percent of their earnings come from that automotive business, uh, that Davy Pump business, and the, the Agri focus. And I think Agri is actually holding up all right. Um, is only twenty five percent. So if it's so heavily loaded towards the automotive side, and look, sure, there's some thematics around, as you're saying, increased uh, automotive sales and people, you know, w not wanting public transport in the COVID world, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I tend to also look at the company actually giving the market some update. We haven't heard from the company since March when they withdrew guidance. We, we haven't heard anything since. So it's, it's, it's a solid company generally, but in this type of environment, especially given, as you said, it's about to report ex-dividend in 24 days. Short interest is rising, so, you know, people betting that perhaps the result isn't going to be so flash. I'm with Kim. I'd probably be on the sidelines on this one. 
And that was Andrew Wheland from DP Wealth Advisory rounding that out. Uh, now we are drawing into the dying hours of the Friday work week. I hope many people have already uh, managed to escape their desks for the day. Um, but looking ahead to next week, is there anything that's on your radar? There's a lot. There's, uh, domestically, uh, obviously, we get the, uh, the real sort of start of earnings season out there. Obviously, we'll just mention one of the companies that will be reporting, kicking things off there, GED Holdings. Uh, but uh, apart from that, there's uh, some big tech earnings in the United States. Apple, Alphabet, the two I mentioned earlier on. Uh, on the data front, there's oodles out. Uh, in Australia, we've got uh, the CPI release from the June quarter. Usually, it was, uh, you know, in the past, it was a, a market mover. But I question now whether the relevance of inflation, we know it's going to be pretty weak. Uh, we know that a lot of the temporary factors won't be repeated in the next quarters, but nonetheless, it's still important when it comes to the outlook for, for monetary policy. So that's on the, the local radar. The United States, uh, we get uh, the Federal Reserve meeting and also uh, the first read of, uh, of Q2 GDP, which could well be a shocker. It looks like it will be, but how, how big the number is going to be, uh, we're not certain. But even then, like you look at the GDP figures now, the, the relevance to you know, what it is now, you know, we, we know what's happening in the United States with the uh, coronavirus pandemic and those Sunbelt states, uh, uh, also in California and the like. Um, it's, it's already dated, unfortunately. That's a problem with a lot of the information we get in at the moment, very hard to process. Thinking ahead to the earnings season, I'm sure for companies that uh, have a particularly bad run, they can just quite easily dismiss it by saying it was so abnormal, but look at look at what's ahead. Yes, and many people have said that they might go and use this opportunity to go take out all the trash and just blame it on the coronavirus rather than uh, the management uh, style and everything else. But Gemma, the, uh, the fantastic thing is that we get to go and watch it all and uh, see, uh, see what happens. I'm sure it's going to be uh, you know, entertaining, given like, the, the lack of uncertainty out there, or the, sorry, how much uncertainty there is out there, should I say. Um, there's going to be lots of surprises in both directions. Uh, the outlook statements in particular, what companies are prepared to say given that environment. Look, they might not say anything, but those that do, it'll be interesting to see what they say. Absolutely. Well, we've got a, a whole weekend to prepare for all of the excitement next week. And so might leave it there and uh, wish everybody a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for joining um, our, our Ausbiz team this whole week, our podcast now. And please don't forget if anything you've missed in the way of videos you'd like to see again, uh, it's all there on the app. Uh, tune in over the weekend. Some great short clips for you to have a look at. 